Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. I will sell this house today. Creepos, welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I am your host. You all know me as the Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And this is my co-host, Hot Carla. You're not charismatic. What is happening, Vinnie Paulino? I want to thank our friends in uh, Nashville for my new "You're Not Charismatic" T-shirt. With the great Michael Rappaport. I would like to thank uh, my good friend Chrissy. This dude is fucking corny. <laughs> I would like to thank Chrissy for this amazing new Rochester Predator shirt. Bullshit! Which, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, you know. Who drew I, this logo, by the way? I want to thank Lime in the Discord for like, making this for okay. me. I sent him a couple extra pesos for doing such a good job, my man. Jesus. And let me tell you something this thing is hot. I love it. I've got nothing but compliments. Talk about retarded. Talk about retarded. You didn't realize that you look like the Nashville Predators logo? Vinny, I, I liked that joke the first 80 times I heard it while we were on the fucking bus tour and, and going past their arena. I didn't know that I was going to be clobbered with this joke 20,000 more times. Bro, it's great, though. It's a great joke. Bro, there's merch. Keeps getting funnier. There's fucking merch already. Keeps getting funnier. I can't wait to make my uh, Buffalo Vinny's t-shirt. That doesn't make no sense. Yeah, well, we'll see how it looks. We'll see how it comes out. Yeah, who's designing that for you? A child. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. So, everybody, welcome back to The Creep Off. We were away for a week. We still did a show, though. Yeah, we weren't away. We were, we were away, but we put out a show. It was a fun one, too. It was a fun show, except for that, you know, I was sitting next to Bukaki Queen. Yep. Tucker Dixon was looking at me. Yeah. His wife, who is a real person. Yes. And a very pleasant person, too, I might add. Yeah. I like Delightful. her so much better Delightful. than him. So yeah. much better than him. I know. I wonder if she could do recaps. Interesting. I'll take Bukaki Queen doing recaps. <laughs> uh, wait, did we have a recap this week? We do. Oh, okay. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, everyone, it's Tucker Dixon here, and two weeks ago, in a very Vic-like move, Carl and Vinny decided to insult their host city for last week's live show. And in case you drank too much and can't remember, it was Nashville. Carl started out with a creep who rivaled Vinny in their ability to shut down restaurants and strike fear into fast food employees' hearts. Then Vinny decided it had been too long since we insulted God, so he brought in another man of the cloth. And Never does anybody want to guess what this priest did? Yeah, that's right, he molested children. Finally, the comedic legend truly brought in a man who looked at Kid Rock's bar and went, Hmm, this place is pretty shitty, but it could be shittier. Initially, I was going to bring in Taylor Swift as my creep, but then I looked into her at the Country Music Hall of Fame, 
and I realize she has inspired millions of young women to pursue their dreams. Their dreams of sleeping around with men and then breaking up with them right afterwards. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. What a good one, Tucker. I, You know, I think that Taylor Swift is a creep because of those high-waisted pants that she wears. What is that flattering? Someone has got to tell this girl. She had a boxing ring? What's going on? (laughs) I I hate those pants. You got to protect your ribs. (laughs) It's stupid. Yeah. Dumb. All right. Well, Shuli beat our ass. Yes, Shuli did, uh, which is predictable. But who came in second place, Vinny? I want to know about that. It was you. I don't even know what that means. I don't think it means anything for us. So it's still tied two to two then. Yep. And we have to do some type of uh, consequence that we we batted around a couple ideas last week on what our consequence would be. Yeah. So here's what I need everybody to do. We will spin a special dual consequence wheel next week. Okay. We want you to submit your ideas for it. Carl and I will also put on our ideas. Okay. Things like... um, Tandem bicycle. Go have a beer together. Yeah, Ew! Right. Doesn't that sound terrible, Carl? Oh, Gross. gosh. I'd hate that. Oh, no. Oh, I hope no. it doesn't on that one. No. Yikes. Watch the NBA playoffs together. Oh, what? No. Oh, God. Oh, go to the Amherst game on Wednesday? Oh, gosh. I hope not. <laughs> throwing up at the thought of it. I liked your idea of just having nothing but bits that we could <laughs> then do and, and make YouTube videos out of. Yeah. I like that as a concept. Yeah, give us your idea for a bit. Yeah, give us your your ideas for bits and we'll do it. Dance for us. <laughs> give us your bits. No, we'll have fun. Maybe we could do like, uh, maybe we go take ballroom dancing lessons together. I don't think my club foots would uh, manage that very well. That's why I suggested it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see you try to hoof around that fucking floor. Well, we'd both be down for the count after that. Yeah, Me on broken legs and you just passed out, dehydrated. I hope they have a real nice floor. <laughs> they did. Uh, <laughs> they did till we got there. The lady who just runs the place is going to be going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's watching the wheel very closely. Uh, what's the name of that place? The Tango Cafe over there on South Avenue? Yeah. Gross. All right. Gross. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. send your ideas to the Twitter at CreepOffPod, or you can email us or leave us a voicemail, 585-371-8108. Now, Carl. Yes. As for this week, we put it out on Twitter. What do you want to see? And I took the suggestion of a few people, which was Creepiest Real Estate Agent. All right. I thought that was a good one. I also liked uh, James Obsolete's idea of Creepiest CEO. But they are very good at covering their tracks, it turns out. Yeah, anyone who has a PR department, you don't get a lot of information on these people. Yeah, it was very, very difficult to right. find anything. So we've tried to do that before with like intelligence agencies, and we're trying to like find the, the creepiest spook and stuff. And it's like, no, these, these people, you're not going to find out a lot of information about them. Now, Carl. Yes. Creepiest real estate agent. You ready to get this thing started? Ring that fucking bell and tell us your creep. My creep is a man who was born in Havana, Cuba, known as Willie Suarez Maceo. And uh, this young gentleman, 25 years old, real estate agent, living in Miami, they, they escaped communism. The family brought him to Miami. And in Miami, you might know, I've been there very recently. I'm sure you've been there before. 
You're a big Dolphins fan. Yeah. How did you like it down there? It's beautiful. I love it down there. They have a bit of uh, an issue with the homeless down there in Miami. So this yeah, guy. Yeah, finding shit to make signs with. This guy, Willie, decided. Oh, that fucking joke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this guy, Willie, decided to uh, maybe correct the issues that they're having there with all these homeless people. Now, these murders, according to police, happened within two hours on Tuesday night. The first uh, was on the 400 block of Southwest 2nd Avenue. The victim there survived. Police say he is in horrible shape. He's at Jackson Memorial. And what does that have to do with anything? He will not make it. And then about two hours after that person was shot, police say another gentleman was shot in the Wynwood area. It turns out that both victims in this case were homeless. And police say that in at least one of the instances, the shooter fired the weapon from the car without even uh, getting out. That's right. This guy decided on December 21st of last year, 2021, that he was going to go around and just murder homeless people for no reason. So he shot a guy in the head with no reason, no reason, nine millimeter pistol. That guy survived somehow. But then two hours later, he drove up to a guy who was just sleeping on the sidewalk and put five bullets into him. And what's interesting is that they actually have surveillance footage of this murder. I I watched the video. This is uh, the news reporting on it. There's the car. It drives by. And then watch what happens. It is chilling video showing a serial killer, say, prosecutors in action. These are some of our most vulnerable individuals in our community. The Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office charging real estate agent 25-year-old Willie Suarez Maceo with several murders of homeless men, labeling him a serial killer. All right, so I have a serial-killing real estate agent, but the worst part about it, Vinny, I mentioned he's 25 years old. He's also pretty hot. Pretty hot guy. Oh, you're upset about the wasted potential? suits and sitting atop speedy sports cars, these are typical Facebook pictures of a young man in the prime of his life. But Miami police and Mayor Francis Suarez say this 25-year-old took lives, calling Willie Suarez Maceo a cold, calculated serial killer. Now, you hear this term serial killer being thrown around a little bit here, Vinny. Why do you think they're doing that? Well, it's because... Because they're slandering this man. December 21st of 2021 was not the only time... This guy was out to kill some homeless people. But sadly, the story does not end there. One of the lead investigators noticed a resemblance um, that the suspect of this incident had to a crime that took place back in October 16. Back on October 16th, another homeless man was murdered, this time brutally stabbed to death. Police believing Suarez Maceo is the cold-blooded killer in that case, too. So they had surveillance footage of him walking up towards this guy and then running away after the guy was stabbed to death and died, but they didn't know who it was. They they had the guy's image, but they weren't sure who it was, so it was a cold case, and this fucking dummy... Yeah, this cop was like, oh, I remember two months ago. <laughs> now, remember what, what the Miami-Dade State Attorney said. Back in October, even though they had video, they could not identify this guy, but then they say he decided to do it again and again, and now finds himself behind bars facing very serious charges and labeled a serial killer. So this guy would have gotten away with it 
except for he's an idiot. He decides to go around shooting people on camera. They, they got his license plate number from that one video. I would have brought the video, but it, it, it's dark. You can't really see very much. But he pretty much just drives by, slows down, stops, lights this dude up, and then drives away. If I'm a lawyer, my argument for this guy is yeah. this was a uh, all a misunderstanding. Yep. This was a, uh, a business move. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people do not have homes. Yep. My client sells homes. Correct. Yep. And what better way to get the homeless to want to buy a home more? Basically. You better find a home or else that homeless serial killer guy is going to kill you. Yeah. Right. A little incentive. By the way, buy a house or my client will kill you. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. I don't think that's a good defense, though, Vinny. I'm I not just, a good lawyer, Carl. <laughs> You're terrible at this. According to the Daily Beast, Vinny, more than a year ago, before the December shootings, Maceo's parents called 911, telling police Maceo suffered from bipolar disorder and was refusing to take his medication. Maceo had been ranting about conspiracy theories and racking the slide of his Glock, the parents said, prompting cops to place Maceo under involuntary psychiatric hold. Authorities seized his gun, but were obligated to return it within 72 hours of his release from the hospital. And now investigators believe that was the gun that was used in both of these shootings. So they had it. They took it away from him. They had to give it back to him. And uh, he used that to murder homeless people. That is my creep, the guy who uh, ranting about conspiracy theories. I wonder what they're going to say about me someday. Anyway, Willie Suarez Maceo is my creep. I think you should be more worried about what I'm going to say in all the documentaries. I know. I am actually concerned about that. Yeah, me and Andy will do like little pieces together. We'll tour. We'll write a book together. I think what you're going to say is, alcohol is bad. All right, go ahead, Vinny. Stay off that hard seltzer, kids. (laughs) It's delicious. Stay off it. It's delicious. It tastes like candy. But it is a slippery slope. (laughs) All right, buddy boy, my creep today. His name is Todd Kolhep. Okay. He had a bit of a dysfunctional childhood. His parents were divorced when he was young. He spent time with a very abusive grandfather and moved on. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. See, we say that. But then we have kids like Todd yeah. who are exhibiting violent behavior as a kid, hurting animals, other kids, to the point where they had to have him locked up and committed as a child. So we have a bit of a, a, a cra- we have a maniac. So becoming a real estate agent is not difficult is what you're telling me. Is There's supposed you- to be rules about this. Is that what you're telling me? All right. Well, but we're going to get let's that. Let's hear it. Okay. So in 1986, he's 15 years old, right? He kidnaps a Wait, four- what year are we in? 1986. 86, okay. Yeah. He uh, kidnaps a 14-year-old girl. He's 15 at the time. Okay. Threatens her with a 22 caliber revi- revolver, brought her back to his home, tied her up, taped her mouth shut, raped her, <laughs> walks her back to her house, and tells her, <laughs> if you tell anyone, I'm going to kill your little siblings. Jesus he- Christ. Yeah. She's like, fuck you, dude. You just fucking tied me up and raped me. You're going to jail. Like, teenage girls are not impressed by this behavior. No. This is not... Not a good way to win them over. This is not harmless flirting, pulling of the hair kind of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Learn to juggle. Yeah. Cope was charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, and committing a dangerous crime against a child at age 15. He's charged with kidnapping, sexual assault. He serves 14 years in prison. When he's released in 2001, he's registered a sex offender. 
That doesn't stop him from getting two bachelor's degrees in computer science. Oh. One in business. In August 2001, he moved to South Carolina where his mom was living during all this time. Okay. So... So it sounds like he turned his life around. That's awesome. So vote on the business administrative marketing, and he goes into real estate. Okay. He gets his license on June 30th, 2006, after lying about the felony charges on his application, and he starts his own company called TKA Real Estate, and his public persona is a very successful businessman. He's described as being a hard worker and a good boss by his employees, despite jokingly threatening, quote, not to feed his employees if they don't work hard enough on his website. Good one, boss. Hey, boss. If that doesn't win win the creep off right there, I don't feed them if they don't do a good job. Come on down, buy a house from Todd. It stinks. Exactly. Cole didn't always present himself as completely squeaky clean, though. A business partner he worked with said that he was very strange and that he spoke, of quote, of knowing where people lived. Oh, I know people like that. I know a guy who likes to talk about how he knows where people live. I know your name. I know where you I live. I an algorithm and to don't, find out your identity. And don't you ever forget. I don't like suits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He was open about watching porn at work. Okay. Which is a little weird. He also uh, would was open about being a registered sex offender, but he lied about what he did. What did he say he did? He said that he went on a joyride with a teenage girl and it upset her father. Okay. I mean, look at it. It's two sides to every story, right? Yeah. The car was a gun. Yeah. The joyride was on my dick. And by father, I mean every single person in society. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to say that Todd did have a pretty uh, dark sense of humor. Let me show you a picture of Todd, just so you know. I want to get this out here. Oh, wrong one. We'll yeah, get to that say. later. Uh, yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He looks like a jolly fella. Yeah. I think we'd like him. I think I'd hang out with that guy. I think we would like him, and I got to be honest with you, he's a creep. He's definitely a creep. Check out these hysterical reviews he left on Amazon.com. Oh, great. I always like these. So this one here is for a miniature shovel. Uh-huh. And he says, it's good if you keep it in your car for when you have to hide the bodies. You left the full-size shovel at home. Does not come with a midget, which would have been nice. <laughs> Hold on. Home Does- run. Call me a home run. Because <laughs> it's a small shovel. Yeah. So the joke is you need like a midget. In order to- That's funny. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Better than Vic. Uh, the next thing is say uh, for a Viper VTS, uh, VTS stun gun. He goes seriously trying to find a reason to zap one of my agents for being lazy. Come on, it's going to be a new office motivational tool. <laughs> and that's the way the news goes. And then I like this one here. It's for a master lock hidden shackle padlock, Carl. He says it works great. Also, if someone talks back. Go old school on them by putting this in a sock and beating them. <laughs> they will not. Ap- and the show has reached a new low. They will not appreciate the hardened steel like you will. Works great on shipping containers. Okay. All right. He's having some fun there. Yeah. Silly guy, right? How many jokes do you write on Amazon, Vinny? None. You're a comedian. None. Do you go on Amazon and write jokes for I people? I would rather do Zoom comedy with Todd Myers. <laughs> write jokes for people to enjoy on Amazon? What a weird hobby that is. <laughs> What a bizarre fucking hobby that is. Is it a hobby or is it a man who's just hiding in plain sight? In late August of 2016, 30-year-old Caleb Brown and her 32-year-old boyfriend, Charles Carver, a young couple Todd knew, were hired to clean 
his uh, 31 acre property, like clear out brush and stuff. Okay. On August 31st, they were reported missing. And they were gone for months, Carl. No one had any idea what happened to these two. Okay, probably and on vacation, I would imagine. And in fact, check this out, Carl. He mm-hmm. was joking about it on Facebook. Uh, reading the news, this person is missing, that person is missing, another person is missing. Oh, wait, that person just went to the beach with their friend. The other person found with, was found with her parole violation boyfriend. In the event I become missing, please note no one would take me. I eat too much and I am crabby. They would just bring me back or give me 20 bucks for a cab ride. Most likely, if I am missing, it's because my dumb ass did something on that tractor again, and I'm too stubborn to go to the doctor. I got nine lives. I ain't done yet. Boo! This guy sucks. This guy sucks, everybody. Don't say it. shit Ew. for attention. It's he, not cute. This guy is gross. That's gross. I just I dislike him on every level. I like now. how many comments he got on that though. People are like laugh like laugh emojis and Oh Todd eats too much. They just give him twenty dollars for cab fare. Spartanburg County police eventually discovered that both Brown and Carver's cell phones had given off their last ping somewhere in the area of our pal Todd's house. Fucking cell phones, man. Yeah. So when they conducted a search on his property, they heard banging from a shipping container on his land. Okay. And they found Brown trapped inside. She had been raped, chained up, and in fear for her life for nearly two months at that point. She told cops after being asked to do some of the cleaning on his farm, her and Carver stood waiting for Coltup to get them some garbage bags and stuff to go start doing the work. And Todd comes walking out of the garage with a gun, shoots the boyfriend in the chest a couple times, and looks at her and says that's what he gets for having a smart mouth. And then told her, you didn't do anything wrong, though. I got other plans for you. This is going crazy. So instead of killing or releasing her, he kept her trapped in the shipping container He's for two months. He's concerned about this guy's smart mouth? Because I think Todd's got a bit of a smart mouth himself over there. Yeah, don't mouth off to the smarmy guy. He's Just let him be smart himself. I almost feel like this guy's Patrick Bateman. Uh-huh. But, like, douchier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With not as much money at stake. You know what I mean? Like, he's a mid... This guy's a mid-Patrick Bateman. So she tells she went on Dr. Phil, and oh, she told the story. I have the audio of that. Oh, please. Of uh, her on Dr. Phil. She was complaining that she didn't really like Todd's sense of humor. Yeah. There have been no laughs! What do you mean? I'm- None! She's very upset. And one of the creepiest details of this is that he was what he was planning to do with her. He was building a new house on this property, mm-hmm. and it was going to include a soundproof room for her to live in. What, what, what? Is she a recording artist or something? What was no. the point of that? Like the percussion he, room? or He was going to keep her as a hostage in this soundproof room he was putting into his house. Okay. Now, so do you build the room around her, or do you build the room and then put her into it? The logistics is what I'm interested in here, Vinny. I think you got to build the cage before you put the animal in it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Following his arrest, he shockingly confesses to some other crimes, Carl. Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, did he have all the necessary permits for this building? Is that what you're going to tell me? No, 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 You can't build an addition on this thing, sir. Well, apparently in in 2003, Carl, about uh, two years after he got out of the prison as a child, yeah, he uh, went to this place called Superbike in Chesney, South Carolina, to buy a motorcycle. Okay, 
which he apparently struggled to ride properly. Okay. And apparently the shop's employees laughed at him. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they refused to give him a refund for the bike that he just bought because he couldn't ride it right, and they laughed at him. So he went and got a gun, and he came back to the store. You know what I'm picturing right now? Go ahead. Remember in Pee-wee's Big Adventure when he becomes friends with all the bikers in the biker bar? Yep. And then they give him one of their bikes to ride off on, and he just immediately <laughs> crashes it. I'm picturing this guy just like, he's like high-fiving everyone at the shop. Like, yeah, all right, cool, guy. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I feel like, you know what, now that I'm thinking about this, I feel like this guy has like a Jerry Banfield kind of energy in life. Yeah. Like, it's just too much all the time. <laughs> and like, he gets really mad if you fucking laugh at him. So he goes back to the place with a gun. And uh, he murders Scott Ponder, the owner, his mother, Beverly Guy, the, uh, the service manager, a guy named Brian Lucas, and a mechanic named Chris Sherber. He shot them all within four minutes, escaped, and was never caught. Good for him. That's the way to get the revenge right there. Yep. That's not all, kids. He also revealed the location of two more bodies on his property. Identified as 29-year-old Johnny Joe Coxie and 26-year-old Megan Lee McCraw, they had been missing since December 2015, also having been hired to go clear brush on all of his property. Do you have any funny Facebook jokes for them? Nope, nope. But you know what he did do? <laughs> he shot them both, and their feet were removed, and the feet were never recovered. <laughs> Why? Do you have, like, a foot fetish or something? What's going on? No idea. Yeah. On May 26, 2017, Todd pled guilty to seven counts of murder, two counts of kidnapping, one count of criminal sexual assault, and was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Now, this was a plea bargain that spared him from the death penalty. So he also swore to fence that there were no other victims to be found. Okay. Since then, uh -oh. he's now admitted that there are at least two other murders, and he refuses to tell the cops any of the details. Well, so he's just being a douchebag in a prison now about it. Yeah. He is the biggest creep real estate agent there could be. Okay. It's this guy right here. Was well, he good at real estate, though? He had his own company, right? He had a bunch of people working yeah, for him. So they said he had like 15 it. people. All right. Well, he's, being, at least he's good at his job. How many people worked for uh, your guy? The schizophrenic 25-year-old. Uh, I don't think anyone did. Yeah. Well, my guy's a real real estate agent. Well, so was, so was Willie. Huh? Willie's a real estate sure. agent. I mean, this guy was a real jerk. That's all. Okay. That's the competition this week. Make <clears throat> sure you vote at thecreepoff.com. And uh, we're going to have some fun with this one this week. Now, right, Carl, sounds good. are you ready for some voicemails? Yes. Before we get to the voicemails, I need to uh, play we had this. A, we had a new sponsor last week. Well, that was for the Scum Stream. Yeah. So Binghamton is a proud sponsor of the Scum Stream Good. Now. But good. Uh, our voicemail segment, it's Syracuse. Okay. Yes, I got a letter and a, a two-bit piece. It was very strange. They said they, that caught them up on what they owed us. Great. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Happy prom season, everybody. And remember, if the dumpster baby sees a shadow, summer is just around the corner. See you in Syracuse. I didn't know that. It's good to know. Yeah. Keep an eye out, all you promsters. Now, Carl, let's... Promsters? Yeah, why not? I like it. I need to talk to you about this. I don't know what the story is. Hold on. I want to cue this up at the beginning. This is a 51-second voicemail. It's over 45 seconds, but I'll allow it this time. All right. 
Hey, Vinny, um, this is probably going to be a little bit longer, but it's some information that you might want because it, it could provide some shenanigans and, and fun. Um, so the Drew and Mike show from May 12th, you might want to check it about um, 1.30.40 in. On the boner line, a lady called in to say that she watched the WATP uh, YouTube video about the whole uh, Stuttering John debacle, and this chick's got the hots for Carl. She took one look at Carl, and she's like, what? I never really liked his voice. I won't hold it against him, but, yeah, he's hot. Check it out. Might provide you with some laughs. So I thought I'd just give you the heads up. Love the show. See ya. That's a woman with very good taste, sir. Sure. Did you find the audio clip? Did you want to pull that for us? No, I just got the voicemail. I, I guess I'll have to find it then. I think you should. All right. Hey, what's up, Vinny and Carl? Uh, just wanted to say, I had no idea what a colostomy bag was, so I thought this dude was just swinging around like a piss bag or something. Look it up. There's poopy in there. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> also, side note, surely, why did he have to say colostomy like fucking 20 times when describing the story? Just call it a poop bag, man. You don't got to seem smart. We know you're not. All right, anyways, well, thank you, fuck you, bye. Sir, everyone understood what he was talking about except for you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, Shuli's the idiot. Yeah, Shuli's the one who's trying too hard. Okay. You know what, though? <laughs> I like that people are learning things from this show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Also, I do want to say that uh, Kid Rock's bar fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, donkey dicks. It's the worst. <laughs> Everything about Nashville sucks. No, that's not true. There was only one good place that we went to. Ah, uh, Roberts. Roberts Western World that in awesome. Nashville. Pretty fun. I had a dope. good time at a lot of places. We went to a rooftop where everyone there was from Buffalo and Rochester for some reason. That was bizarre. Yeah. And but, I got uh, up there just in time to hear the band in Nashville, Tennessee play Hotel California. Oh, yeah. That's where we left. Fucking lame. <laughs> Fucking lame. All right. Uh, here you go. Hey, old. Just finished last week's episode out of Nashville. Quite the chuckle fest you guys had. Thought I was listening to Come Town for a second. Still a good episode, though. Thanks. Just wanted to thank you, Vinny, for playing uh, Jenny, my song from last week. Really makes my heart just blow up knowing that I put a smile on her mangled face. Anyway, enjoy your night, guys. Mangled face? Yeah, voice of an angel, face of a victim. That's the guy who left us the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Jenny thought that was very funny. Fun is fun, but let's... Uh... All right. Yo, I think this is the dude with the purple card leaving us a voicemail. Carl, Vinny, great fucking uh, time this weekend. This uh, The Cap Off Kid Rock's bar, Cocaine Jesus was kicked out of Kid Rock's bar for uh, no reason. Apparently, they thought he was selling weed. And my uh, wife thought she would be funny and talk to the manager thinking she could get back in. And also... Now, after that weekend, I'm getting divorced. So thank you, fuck you, bye. They're like, selling weed, you pussy? This is Kid Rock's bar. Coke dealers only. Just kicked him right out. He, Coke AG just do, does look like he's selling weed, by the way. That story that that guy just told was so disjointed, I have no idea what just happened. Yeah. So Coke AG just gets kicked out. His wife tries to get back in. She wasn't kicked out. And then he, they're divorced? Like, I, What just happened? I'm, not, I'm confused. All right. Good, Either good way, it sounds like uh, divorce. It's very sad. 
Well, I got it nothing. gives us more material for the future, though. Carl, you ready for a scum parade? I am ready for the scum parade. Hit the music. Because Vinny's a creep. And Carl's a weirdo. I'm not kidding around. They're both degenerate psychopaths with no business in a civilized society. And they're going to take you on a scum parade. Well, let's start in Pennsylvania. All right. A jury on Thursday found a groom guilty of sexually assaulting one of his wife's bridesmaids two days before his own wedding. Okay. I'm pretty sure that the what you're supposed to do is raw dog a prostitute right before you get married. Because if you fuck someone who's actually in the bridal party, it gets real awkward. Yeah, they're going to tell. The wedding day gets real awkward. Fuck a rando. Well, Daniel Carney's 30 years old, and he's been found guilty of attempted sexual assault, aggravated incident assault without consent, simple assault, and indecent assault with the consent of others. It's a lot of assaults. It is a lot of assaults. Pass the assaults. He was acquitted on the attempted rape charge, though. Uh, She's overwhelmed with emotion, and I think she's pleased with the verdict as well. The prosecuting attorney said of the victim, she and Detective Leary are happy about justice. Back in 2019, during a river rafting trip prior to Carney's wedding, the bridal party spent that Friday drinking and tubing on the Delaware River. Sounds fun. Yeah, classy. You know what you do after that? Rape. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did say what you do. Yeah, okay. Me? No, I go to. I roll right over and go to sleep after a day of tubing. I hate it when people ride on me. <laughs> Carney sexually assaulted the female member of his wedding party in the men's locker room at the Shawnee Inn in Pennsylvania while she was allegedly blackout drunk. Alcohol is bad. Prosecutors showed the jury a video of the moment Carney pulled the victim into the men's shower. His wife, Nicole Norris, defended him in court. So he fucked her, her friend right before their wedding. Yep. And she's defending him. That's what I call a keeper right there. Yeah, I imagine this bride sounds exactly like Bukaki Queen. That's a good girl. My husband didn't do anything. She was like drunk and was like, fuck me, Nick. I wish I could be Nicole. Give it to me, Nick. I wish I could be your wife and said, Nicole, that's what it was, your honor. I imagine that's exactly what yep. she said on the stand. I would imagine that. That's a transcript from what I made up. <laughs> that's a wild speculation that I'm declaring is true. Wild West speculation. <laughs> Carney now faces up to 10 years in prison and will have to register as a sex offender. We were disappointed Ooh, by the verdict. My. And will be pursuing an appeal. Carney's attorney, Jim Sweats, told people Carney was out on $100,000 unsecured bond prior to the trial. He's now in sheriff's custody. So wait. You sleep with a friend of yours who's blackout drunk, and you have to register for the sex offender registry? When you have sex with someone who is blackout drunk without their consent? Yeah, you kind of do. Yes. (laughs) Fuck this guy. He sucks. All right. Justice for the bridesmaid. Bridesmaid justice. All right. Chrissy, make a (laughs) t-shirt. Stop it. I'll sell him in Nashville. Stop it right now. Bridesmaid justice. Stop it right now. You know what your buddy I'll make? You're going to have her making hundreds of shirts. She's the best. The first person to be convicted for sex for rent offenses in England and Wales has been jailed for 12 months, Carl. Yes. This is an interesting story. I thought you would find this interesting. I did. Because I am sure you are absolutely think this man is completely innocent of all wrongdoing. Am I... Well, Incorrect. there's two words that I pulled out of this uh, report that I've never seen before, and I really like inciting prostitution. Tooth and brush. Tooth and brush. 
Oh, go ahead. What was it? Inciting prostitution. Yeah, you're not allowed to pimp people. I, I like the way that's worded, though. Inciting prostitution. Like, rah, rah, let's go. Go prostitution. <laughs> go hookers. Go yeah. Hookers. You make a point. So <laughs> this gentleman, Christopher Cox, he's 53 years old. He targeted vulnerable young women. Guildfield Crown Court heard Cox previously pled guilty to a charge of controlling prostitution for gain and two counts of inciting prostitution for gain. Now, the judge said that he had, quote, dangled a carrot to those who had little choice, end quote. Cox posted advertisements on Craigslist looking for younger homeless women to stay at his home. Wait, you can pick up homeless chicks on Craigslist? Dude, you can get anything on I Craigslist. know what I'm doing today. I had no idea the homeless chicks were checking out Craigslist. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're in Miami, they got to get off the streets quick. That's a good point. His advert said, if you are a young girl, 16 plus, who is stuck at home and wants to get away, or maybe you are a homeless seeking a safe route out, I have a room available. He really knows his target audience. I just imagine Jimmy Savile typing this. This guy is just gross. If you hate your parents or you're homeless. Dude, it goes on. In return, they were expected to, quote, cook, clean, do laundry, and... Possibly more. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you you had me at cook, clean, and laundry, but... He asked them to send photos of themselves and said they should wear bikinis and provide sexual services. The judge said the offending has now become colloqu- uh, colloquially as sex for rent. This is the first such prosecution that has been brought. The charges between May 2018 and November 2018 relate to three separate women. Cox found himself the target of an undercover sting... By investigative reporters, bunch of busybodies yeah, who had responded to his advertisements and was eventually confronted by a TV presenter, a guy by the name of Jeremy Kyle. Mr. Cox, Jeremy Kyle here. So if you're up to illegal things, you shouldn't advertise that on the Internet? Is yeah, that don't put I'm it hearing? on Craigslist, stupid. <laughs> but what happens to these women now? Are they just back on the streets? At least they had, like, a home. I hope they're in there and they're just, like, real fucking cockney broads and they're just like, It's my house now, you stay out. (laughs) Squat is right. (laughs) I'll catch ya. You just just made this story way uh, less hot than I thought it was originally. (laughs) Now now that you painted that picture. Well, who the fuck do you think is answering the ads on Craigslist? You're right. Good point. (laughs) All the models from the big book of British smiles. It is remarkable and says something about your determination to continue that you posted further advertisements after. Yeah. He, he was deterred by these uh, reporters. Reporter schmupporters. Yes. Let's keep going. I have a mission. So the detective said to take advantage of vulnerable women who are simply looking for an affordable way to put a roof over their head is utterly despicable. He was sentenced to well, six months. Well, what have they done to put roofs over people's heads? I pay me taxes. I pay me taxes to the sheriff of Nottingham. I did. I think that's how England works. Though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He was also jailed for 12 months for controlling prostitution for gain. All sentences are to run concurrently. So he's going to spend at least a year in jail for inciting prostitution. I wonder how much time he gets uh, on the computer lab. I wonder, I wonder what you get for exciting prostitution, huh? Exciting? Yeah. Exciting. Prostate. <laughs> Let's see that dick. Whoa, whoa, Vinny. I give up. <laughs> Get back up.
they're, they got real classy takes. You know, they sound like real cool guys, even though they call their show the creep show. <laughs> Perhaps I'm a retard. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Do you want to just do Patrick Michael Drouch for the next 20 minutes? I only have the one. Call it a day. <laughs> I was looking really hard. Cut that this part is so out. so stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, where this was is boring. I? Where the was I? The whole thing. Hold on. Where was I? Come on, pig! All right. I'll remember. I'll remember. <laughs> Let's go to China, Carl. Let's move on. As to I've said, the motto of the show is go away. <laughs> Let's go to China. The motto of my show is go, go away. away. As I've said, you guys know it. Say it with me. <laughs> go away. I was not expecting to be so giggly about Patrick Michael. <laughs> but that really did it. Uh, surveillance footage from China showed an eight-year-old boy violently stomping on the head of a two-year-old girl. Oh, I got quiet. To steal the child's snacks she was carrying. Uh, so I'm sorry, but I think taking candy from a baby in any scenario is hilarious. Here's a uh, still from security camera. Okay. Of uh, the kid right before, while well, stopping the kid. Yeah. And then running away. Kind of caught red-handed. A little uh, judo so action going on. The kid's named Zhuang. Yep. He entered the toddler's home in Haiku where she was playing alone. Now... According to the video, he allegedly demanded the toddler hand over her snacks, but when she refused, he began to beat her. So this two-year-old is fucking greedy, if you ask me, because, listen, it's From not what about I the- understand, if you have food in China, it's best to hang on to it. Well, it's not about the individual in China. It's about the collective. And I think you need to give this nice boy your treats. And she needs to learn that when a boy wants some of your treats, you share them. In the surveillance footage, the boy is seen kicking the two-year-old in the ground before violently stomping on her head. He Louise. to stomp the toddler again as she tries to stand up, but he runs away after the girl's grandfather yells out. Yeah, I was wondering if there was going to be an adult to show up at some point. Yeah, the like, little, Why is there this two-year-old playing by herself? The What's little, going on? The little girl was screaming, help, 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 but he just, the grandfather was going, Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> and then we both had that drop. Yeah. Got in twice today. Got in twice today. Nice. Did you have that on your fucking creep off bingo assholes? <laughs> they both play the same drop. Uh, the toddler suffered head trauma and four lost loose teeth, which required two months of treatment. Now, Zwang's parents initially denied their son's involvement in the right. attack. He's a good boy. And then they showed them the surveillance footage. Mm. When the toddler's parents confronted the boy, he responded, quote, I beat whenever I want, end quote. In an open letter at the end of the video that was shared online, the two-year-old's mother stated that their family has never had issues with Zwang's family. They reported the family reportedly refused to even apologize. Yeah, that part's a little bit weird. So they didn't want the authorities getting involved. Which, yeah. by the way, if I live in China, I don't want the authorities getting involved in any shit that I'm up nope. to. Obviously, we didn't strict. leave the house. They're pretty we strict were in over the there. House. Yeah. Zwang was in the house. So, uh, so yeah, you would think that they would just like do whatever they could to make this go away, but so, yep. The parents said that they can't afford compensation, begged the family not to report the attack to the police. Right. The toddler's parents reported the attack to the police after, again, they refused to apologize or show any remorse. Now, the case is under investigation, and some suggest the boy may have antisocial personality disorder. Yeah, maybe. No shit, Sherlock! <laughs> no shit! No shit, Sherlock! Yeah, no kidding. I believe they call it uh, a screw loose. 
is yeah. the medical term. I'll get Dr. Steve on the horn here. So apparently they're recommending that this kid be locked up in a, in a Chinese children's correctional center and, quote, be released after he's been educated. If there's one thing they're good at, it's re-educating people over there in China. Uh, I'm, I'm yep. sure this kid's got a bright future. Yep. He'll figure it out. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, you know, we've been going all over the globe today. Yes. Why not go to Serbia? What's going on in Serbia? Well, a woman is accused of cutting off her husband's testicles with a chainsaw and cooking them on the oven. That seems like you'd need a more of a precision instrument for that, right? Apparently not. Huh. And I can't imagine a Serbian chainsaw is very good. Well, listen, I'm not going to knock their chainsaws. I don't want to get the letters. If you want, if people want to complain, complain to Vinny, because I don't know. I think the chainsaws are fine in Serbia. The suspect, Teresa Perrick, 46, is believed to have drugged 42 She doesn't have scissors laying around or something? There's got to be something you could use. Yeah. A steak knife? Uh, basically, her 42-year-old husband was stabbed to death. She mm-hmm. drugged him, stabbed him to death. Oh, well, he got high first. Well, that's cool. She cut him into a bunch of pieces and boiled the rest of his remains in a huge pan. The horrific slain reportedly took place at the family home at around 9 p.m. on Tuesday, May 10th. The horrified teenage daughter... Not the guy's daughter, the woman's daughter, yeah. said she witnessed the gruesome killing. The teen uh, from the previous marriage uh, revealed that she that her mother drugged the stepdad. He had woken up while he was being stabbed, but he crawled into the living room. Her mother continued to hack at him with a knife, and the teen said the teen ran to fetch her brother, but she then heard a noise of a chainsaw coming from inside the house. <laughs> so they stayed the fuck outside, yeah, obviously. That's pretty. I mean, that's a. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Pretty horrific. But when that chainsaw comes out, that's a pretty funny moment, right? Uh, I mean, you're, you're getting a laugh. You're getting a chuckle or two out of that. You know how this all went down. Where the... F- oh, God damn it. Find it. Hey, there it is. You're just waking up for a little sleep. Oh, I'm being stabbed. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, the kids run out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is acting. Well done, sir. I I thought I was there. I thought I was in Serbia for a second. So this couple had been together for reportedly two years. And they had this guy, she accused him of beating her up. And he spent a month in custody with the police. After he gets let out, they said, you two aren't allowed to be near each other. Right. And he moved back into the house. Yeah. Apparently, they were on again, off again quite a bit. Yeah. So, he's dead. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny recaps the story as only Vinny can. So, he didn't survive uh, being chopped up into pieces and cooked. Yeah. He did not survive that. My biggest problem with this Prognosis story. negative. <laughs> my biggest problem with this story is the fucking nosy-ass neighbors. Every quote in here is like, the, and the neighbor said that she was also taking drugs, and the neighbor said they were fighting all the time. The neighbor says, like, mind your own fucking business, assholes. Yeah. All uh, right. They did a little weed. Was it the weed's fault she chopped yeah. them up with the chainsaw? Yeah, relax over there. Or was it like her period or something? You know they couldn't wait to tell everyone all their business, too. Like, uh, shut up. They were yelling at each other. Just last week, I said to Harvey, something crazy's going to yep. happen over there. Ugh. Ugh. Worst. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. What would Jim Forte say about this? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> By the way, tickets are on sale for the show in Albany at the Funny Bone. Uh, apparently not the Syracuse Funny Bone yet. I'm keeping an eye on that. Come All see right, me and Jim Florentine in Albany next month. Awesome. 
Yes. Okay. That's the stories for this week. That's the scum parade, kids. I think we've learned a lot. I didn't learn a goddamn There's thing, There's scum all over this earth is what we're learning, Vinny. It's not just Florida. If a little Chinese kid wants your candy, fucking give it to him. That's the only thing I learned. Yes. Agreed. Give the Chinese kid your candy. All right. Well, Carl, I had a great time with you. Send in your creep-off suggestions for the wheel, for the tandem wheel of consequences. Yes. Bits preferred. Leave us a voicemail, 585-371-8108. You can send us an email at thecreepoutpod at gmail.com. Now, Carl, we owe these people a bonus episode. Yes. So when do you want to, when do you want to record it? Well, you're putting me on the spot right now. Yep, we, because I feel our, like I have to. Can we check our calendars after no, we're done No, I feel like we have see? to. Why don't you tell me a time and a day? Well, the, the problem is, Vinny. There's is no problem. I'm doing uh, Drew and Mike tomorrow. Who I'm cares? doing bonus WATP on Wednesday. Don't I'm doing the regular WATP on Friday. I have a show I'm playing with the Isotopes on Saturday. It's a very busy week for me this week is the problem. So let's let's coordinate this afterwards. Let's... let's uh, Compare calendars. Nope. I'm going to do... Uh, figure this out. I'm going to figure this out without you. You're such a pain in the ass. All right. Everybody, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. How do we get out of here again? How do I close it? <laughs> it's over. What the hell is he supposed to be? I got to go. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't like suits. Okay, folks. Guess what? The episode's over. They got real classy takes. Some real cool guys that really call their show the Creep Show. Whatever the fuck. If it has creep in it, why would you listen? Why would you listen to a show that has creep and it's not about true crime? It's weird. Very weird. Speaking true crime and all this other stuff, it gets real dark, doesn't it? It gets super dark. And it's just so fucked up because it was either this person was a super fan of mine or a super fan of theirs. Either way, I don't want ya. Like, I have some pretty unique takes. A lot of people have stolen them and used them on their show like they're originators in any way. But it is what it is, and I, I just keep doing it, and I'm not saying anything about it. I could give a fuck. Do whatever you want. Take whatever you want, man.